welcome everybody to this podcast. I haven't even given it a name yet. This is the second episode. And in this episode, we are here with a, with a guest, Etienne. And I will let you say your last name because I don't want to butcher it. And you will just do an introduction. But Etienne is an awesome, awesome guy. And his story is on YouTube. I watched that video. It's only eight minutes long. I'll put the link in the comments, but you got to check it out. It's a beautiful video, beautiful story. And I let Etienne introduce himself here. Hi, my name is Etienne Gélina. Uh, I'm a dad, I'm an artist, and uh, I'm also an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm writing uh, kind of as a hobby uh, that became uh, kind of a third career and uh, that became like project larger than uh, than what I was expecting a couple of years ago. And uh, now I'm uh, I'm doing pretty much everything I can in order to, uh, to get to Dakar in uh, 2024. Yeah, that's beautiful. So really quickly to summarize your story in five words or less, you had an injury to your spine, you overcame that, you walked out of the hospital and that inspired you to follow your dream to go to Dakar. Is that right? Yes, basically I've been uh, in a bed for for many months before I have my surgery, uh, the first one. Uh, and I had a lot of time to uh, to think about what I didn't do in my life and I wanted to do uh, and uh, what I could possibly not be able to do anymore because for a long period of time, I didn't even know if uh, my injury was uh, was uh, operatable, uh, if, if a surgery was an option uh, at that time. So um, for uh, quite some time, I, I thought that I missed my opportunity to, uh, to accomplish some of my dreams and um, I told myself and I, I kind of hung up on, on, on that idea that if I, if I go through this and I, if I get back on my feet and I've become a normal human being again, uh, I would do everything I can in order to, uh, to accomplish this dream, that dream that I'm having since I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, it's always, we hear about situations like that. And there's a quote saying how, there we have two lives. One starts when we are born and the second one starts the moment we realize when we have one life. And yeah. everybody says that, that at the end of your life, you review back what you've done and you, I mean, what you haven't done. I mean, all my life, like everyone else, I, I, I was aware that we have one life. It's important to live the moment. It's important to 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 pursue your passions and things like that but um i was kind of taking this concept like okay one day i will die so i need to do things before i die but i never approached this thing at one day i'll be invalid you know i'm not invalid but i'll, I'll be incapable of walking anymore and what I realized in this, in this experience is that no matter if they fix me and I can walk back again, at one point in my life, again, when I'll be like 90 something years old, walking will become a challenge, you know? So there's things that if I want to experience, it's now or, or forget about it. So that's, that's a bit the, the lesson that I... I've learned in this in this experience, and my in, for me it was like 
there's there's a limited time to to use your potential because this potential is fading out so it's now or never so so i i decided to uh to put everything in the, in order to make it happen that is such an important point because i remember somebody once said that people live as if they're immortal as if they will live forever they squander time they don't appreciate what they have and essentially we all are in the situation when we're thinking oh well someday some way we're going to get to our dreams to doing what we want but the time passes by meanwhile we're still in that thinking that we have so much more time left yeah. and i guess situations like that really bring forth how everything is unknown and stable you never know how things are going to go yeah exactly i was incredible. i was talking with another writer uh, yesterday about a uh, potential collaboration for the baja 1000 this year and and this guy is 49 right now and he's basically approaching this this thing the same way i do it's like he feels it like pretty much is that line to experience things like that because after that it's it's kind of you need to be at the top of your your physical capacity in order to go through those challenges so it's not it's not at 65 that you're 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 at the top of your physical capacity maybe for some you know some people who's having a very particular genetics but <laughs> i'm pretty sure at 65 i won't be at my top uh, that i i could have been in my life that is so true and we have our limitations sometimes i think we have them for a reason there are always limitations placed on us whatever we're doing so yeah. be it time limitation or a physical limitation and we're always striving to go past those it's like the human experience we're always striving to go past our limitations because otherwise we would just not even know where to start if we had no mm -hmm. distinctions mm -hmm. we wouldn't have ability to make choices because then everything would be available now for grabs so mm -hmm. in that regard sometimes it seems like the limitations are placed for a reason so that we can grow with the utmost possibility so let's talk about this past weekend which was the daycare rally and it was so awesome and um, this was my first event usually i ride on the street but through some coincidence i encountered and learned about it and decided well i'm just gonna go because what's the point of sitting and waiting just like you said life is happening and we gotta just go and get into life get into living so I was uh, really impressed with uh, the whole event. And it was a long event. It started at four in the morning and some of the riders came after midnight. It was incredible. However, we had a really good weather and really good organizing yeah. and really great trails. So yes, what was yeah. your experience of it? And what, did, what made you decide to go to that rally besides training for the Dakar? First of all, I did it last year. I completely loved the event, uh, the concept of the endurance. Uh, it's something that I, we were talking about uh, pushing our limits. Endurance is all about pushing your limit while you're pacing yourself in order to go all the way there. Because if you, if you go too far at the beginning, like I did last year at lunchtime, I was exhausted. 
and the rest of the day was was painful because I pushed too hard in the morning and when I arrived at lunch I was already completely empty so this year I went on a more uh, comfortable pace in order compared to me because in these kind of events you're you're only with yourself and that's it you cannot really compare yourself with anyone else it's like the goal is to finish and lee is good at to make sure that you won't so <laughs> and and uh, i i i took it on um i think more mature approach this year which made me finish uh at the end of the day and i was still like having energy and I was I was ready to to start back in the next morning you know I, I I loved the day it was wonderful we've been lucky with the weather like you said on the, the the day itself but we've been lucky with the weather and the previous days too because we would have like five days of rain before with the same weather that day that would have been a hell on earth because all of those trail would have been like muds like at your knee <laughs> and it yeah. would have been like so much harder to going through all of this, the stages. So we've been lucky at one, at one point with the weather on the day itself, but with the weather, the previous days too. So the trails were, were just amazing. I mean, Ontario, this, this area, this uh, Calaboogie area and, Algonquin parks and and all of those forests are just magnificent. I have on footage on my camera a couple of lookout where I stopped because when we arrive, when we when I arrived on the top of the mountain, I I saw all of this landscape. It was epic. So I took a little break there, filmed a bit, just just the landscape because it was so amazing. So many water you know, water, um, body of water, we're saying in yeah. English. So yeah. many body of water that we were passing by and it's just so beautiful, just magnificent. Yeah, yeah, and you saying taste yourself whenever my perception was, and I didn't know anything about the trail or the, how it was structured or how the riders are gonna deal with it. But the mo like I'm arriving there at the first checkpoint, we just barely set up and you show up on the bike. I'm like, oh, well, this was fast. Okay, I should expect others. No, others came like hours later. So you're pacing <laughs> yourself. You were like the first. I'm like, I'm not even ready with my camera. <laughs> and, and then you came back at the finish line before the sundown. I'm like, what? So that was incredible. Yeah, and, and seriously, I, I often have... I'm I'm a lone rider. I'm always riding alone because nobody is following me, and I'm constantly waiting for everyone in the trail. And a couple of my friends are feeling bad a bit because they can't keep up the pace when they're riding with me. And uh, now they feel a bit better <laughs> with themselves because I haven't compete a lot in the past. Uh, I've started last year. To, uh, to register in events like the Dacre, like Coureur des Bois and uh, on Quebec side. And this year I'm also doing FMSQ event uh, on the circuit. Um, I never compared myself 
with anyone before. So I knew that I, I was experienced. Uh, I, I did hundreds of thousands of kilometers of motorcycle in my life. I knew that I knew how to manage a bike, but I didn't, I never knew, I never knew that I was on a good level compared to some other riders. So things like that, like I said, my, my main concern this morning, that morning was to, to go slow. And you're telling me I arrived at the checkpoint and everyone is like, what? already someone <laughs> and yeah. in the afternoon I was literally arriving at checkpoint and there was nobody people were arriving after me at the checkpoint <laughs> so I was waiting there and you know they were they were scanning my my tag and I was leaving but yeah it, it was it was a beautiful event seriously it was a I have a wonderful machine to do that too so the bike is a perfect setup for myself so I uh, I kind of have a cheat with the <laughs> with the machine. <laughs> yeah, and you touched upon something that is very interesting, and that's kind of the reason why I'm doing this podcast because riding in itself is very solitary activity. Any kind of motorsport is a rather solitary activity. You're either in the car all by yourself or you in the bike all by yourself. Even though you are competing in a group with others, you, it's a kind yeah. of very solitary experience. And we don't see much. If it's on the track, there might be spectators in one part, but it's not the whole track. And if it's on the trail, there are no spectators. So there are absolutely no, not, nobody's seeing that. So my point was to bring this to light and kind of tell the story of what it's like so that, and to em, em, emphasize how much fun it is, how much more growth goes through the person when they're on it, right? And also to inspire other, inspire other riders who might be either not knowing about that or just forgotten how much fun it is. Because I believe that bikes are important. If it is something that um, that makes us joy, brings us joy, it is important to continue doing. So th yeah. that is kind of. And so my question then, even though it's a solitary activity, do you feel like there is a connection between? the support crew or Absolutely. the team neighbors or whatever Absolutely. the community is is amazing and like i said since last year i've been pretty involved in every event i can i register everywhere i can i go like uh, tomorrow i'm i'm loading the trailer and i'm leaving for a, a training day in uh, in trois rivières with a group of people that i i know so this community is is very very active on social social media so there's a big big connection so yes you're alone on your machine while you're riding sometimes you're alone while you're riding with someone else and, and that that feeling is also you know a kind of um uh fraternity i don't know what's what's the uh a brotherhood brotherhood feeling and and there's there's definitely a connection but when it comes to rally like the daker the reason why i'm 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 signing up solo and why i'm doing this by myself is because on top of of being alone you're alone in very remote area like you go far you 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 get lost and It, it, I never had major problem, 
but it could happen and that's that's what i like to i don't know i like to put myself in those kind of situation where where i rely on myself and i rely on my um creativity my 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 solution uh, uh my way of so solving problem you know i i like to to um kind of put myself in danger. And in this case, what, what is nice with an event like the Dacre is that you have that feeling. You're in the middle of nowhere, somewhere lost in Ontario. You're alone, all by yourself. If anything happened, there's a sweet team coming up behind you. You know, someone will pick you up and you won't die there tonight. So that's super nice because you can experience this, this feeling of, of being... Um, exposing yourself, but in the same in the same time, there's a backup plan, you know. So, which which you don't have if you just go in the trails by yourself without registering in an event like that. So, which is, I I it's something that I really love in an event of, uh, of rally of you know very long ride like the Daker is getting somewhere where. There's nothing. There's no, there's no cottage close. There's no phone. There's no, there's no, you know, uh, uh, LTE or whatever. You're, you're just there, <laughs> alone. Yeah, and the the organization of the sweep team was incredible because I was watching it from from the behind the scenes, and there was so much tracking going on all yeah. day, seeing where people are co constantly communicating with the checkpoints. To make sure that nobody is left behind, it was incredible. Because, yeah. as you said, yeah, those those terrains are quite remote. Yeah, exactly, and and they're they're rough too on the machines. So even if you if you're a good rider, your machine was well prepared. You know, a problem can can occur out there because it's you're you're, you're going through unusual rough terrain for unusual long time <laughs> you know it's like rough trails after rough trails after rough trails in my case it was like 15 hours in a row so <laughs> yeah and uh so and you touched upon something very interesting because you're an artist you know what creativity is and i was just thinking after this event that trail riding is probably the most creative form of motorsports when you're on the track in the car, there's the same line, same track over and over again. The only way you can improve yourself is by increasing your speed and increasing, um, increasing it like that. But here, when the terrain is always different, even the same trail could be different from day to day. How do you see the difference between being creative in your artistic endeavors and creative on track uh, or on trail? It's two type of creativity, very, very different. Uh, one is based on a methodology uh, that would be closer than a track a racer in a car or a bike. It's, it's, uh, it's a professional approach that I'm, I'm exploring and I'm, uh, I, I I've developed this this uh, this style in my uh, in my artistic career for the last fifteen years. 
so it's it's not something that i'm starting fresh every time that i'm i'm doing i'm it's uh, it's something that i'm following up each and every pieces that i'm finishing i'm starting something that that kind of a response a response to to the last one and i'm keep on going on this and i'm 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 making it evolving when i'm riding the trails where i see the creativity is um it's closer to the way that a uh, pot uh, pot maker would make is uh, is our pottery. Uh, yeah, pottery. You know, with a um, yep, with a, a spinning wheel. A spinning wheel. Yeah, you know, he's constantly acting and reacting, and in response to what's happening. And in the trails, it's basically this: that the bike is hitting rocks sometimes that you haven't seen coming. So the bike will react some way and you have to move to counterbalance this, this, this reaction of the bike. So basically at one point, I'm pretty sure if you would follow me with a camera, I would look like someone who's dancing on his bike because the, the bike is moving a lot and, and my body is kind of a gamble, a, gam, yeah, a, a gimbal. I'm trying to, to, to stay put. Now, the body is trying to stay at the same place. The head doesn't move too much, but the bike is 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 moving on each side and hitting stuff and going up and down. And I'm I'm following it with my knees, with my legs, but I'm not sitting on the bike all the time, and I'm not doing exactly the same movement than the bike is doing. If if I would, it would be too rough for my body. I would I wouldn't be able to take it. After an hour or two, I would be dead. So. If if you if you avoid your your body becomes a second set of suspension on your bike in a, in a certain way, so that needs a lot of uh, real time input, you know, because it's happening there and you have to react at the moment and, and correct the tra trajectory of the bike and realign in the trails and keep your pace and my my strategy on the on the last weekend was was to keep a slow but steady pace so always always going forward and, and going up hills not slowing down too much but keeping always the same pace so that helps a lot because it creates a momentum and the creativity gets in line again in this approach because you need to find your line in the trails in between the rocks over the trees and things like that so you need to focus on what's coming 30 40 feet in front of you not right in front of your front wheel so you need to constantly think a couple of shots ahead a bit like when you're you're playing chess so your creativity comes in line in order to analyze the ground and, and choose the best line you can in order to not get stuck and lose your momentum and lose your pace. As long as you keep your momentum, everything is easier because the bike is going over things by itself because it has, it has its speed, its inertia. You know, it's it goes it goes forward. So if you keep your momentum, you work less physically with your body because you don't have to push the bike, you don't have to hold it because you put your feet on the ground. So all those little things that you're saving during the day makes yourself fresh for the next day, which it's not the case for the daycare, but Sonora Rally, which is coming in fall, 
will be five days in a row. So every day, the next morning, I'm stepping back on my bike and I'm doing another couple of hundred kilometers in the in the sand dune in this case but it's it's going to be in the desert in mexico so wow so it sounds like you are shaping your experience when you are on the trail and it sounds like there is a constant feedback constant embodiment and the feedback so that it becomes a perfect combination of the man and the machine yes i mean it has to be you need to be in perfect sync with the the machine in order to to keep it fluid and that's that's one of the things that i i try to do when i'm writing it's it's try to keep it fluid because as long as it's fluid again you save energy because you reuse your energy that you use to to launch yourself somewhere, to relaunch yourself somewhere else, because you kind of flow it. It's it's not you fighting against what you just did, and it's it's a lot about uh, a lot about that in my in my approach in in trail riding. Yeah, and you also mentioned how it is important important to focus on the trail, obviously. But what have you noticed in your focus? Because you have to focus for the entire day, whatever many hours it is. And the focus might fluctuate because we obviously, our brains can focus straight on 24-7. So how That's, do those fluctuations show up for you? It First of all, you need to have as less as possible fluctuation. You need to be as sharp as possible, as much as, as you can all day long. And that's another great reason to save your energy everywhere you can, because as more, more you're tired, less you're sharp, less you're, you're prompt to, to, to do some mistake. And since you're tired, you won't have the strength to correct those mistakes and you will crash. And this crash will hit you a little bit, probably not hard enough to take you out of the race, but hard enough to to take a bit of your energy again and you need to lift your bike so you take another bit of your energy again so all of those little things accumulate in an enduro event when when you're you're going for long long days like the daker you need to take all of these little things in encounter because they will affect you and by the end of the day i was I was not having as much uh, control at the end of the day and as much uh, sharpness that I I did earlier in the day. And I have on camera a couple of little tiny, stupid, you know, I dropped the bike on the side and in the trails a couple of times. And that's that's not something I I would have done usually. It's just that my arms were weak. I, I was I was not paying attention enough at the right place at the right moment, so I had to to work against the bike, and I want I wasn't able to to uh, to keep it, so the bike fell on the side. It was like little tiny things, but it's just an example of if you let your guard down, the the trails just keep coming to you. <laughs> you know, as long as you're going in the trail. The trail will come and trees will come and things like that. So you can't 
take your guard down. You, you need to, to stay as sharp as possible all along the, the, the way. And if you feel at one point that you're not, you better stop, take a break, you know, breathe a bit, you know, just pump and then go, go back on, on your bike when you feel you're, you're, you're recovered because it could be dangerous. You know, it could, it could make a difference between a beautiful, nice day like I had or a broken bike or injury or thing like that. So. Absolutely. And have you discovered any tricks or tips or something that helps you prepare to maintain that sharp focus, but also to regain it as you are becoming more and more tired? Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nice because at Daker they, they provide Red Bull as much as you want. <laughs> yes. Oh, co a good coffee in the morning. Uh, keep being hydrated. That's something super important. Uh, electrolyte as as much as you can. You know, and uh, every time you make you meet with your your support truck or uh, the checkpoint, you know drink drink a lot rehydrate yourself because sometimes you, you're so focused that you, you you know i i noticed a couple of times that i was forgetting breathing so <laughs> you know i kind of uh it, it's like i'm coming out of the water at one point you know I'm, oh my god okay <laughs> i was so focused on what i was doing that uh, if you're well hydrated you're, you'll you'll be in much better shape after four, five, six, seven, ten hours of spending energy. You know, if you're well hydrated, it will make all the difference. That's true because we're made out of water, and the brain runs on electricity, so it's no brainer. But is there anything that you do days or weeks before to improve the focus? To obviously, it's easy to train physically. You go to the gym, you work out, but is there anything you do to train to train that sharp mindset, sharp focus? Uh, not specifically, no. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very busy. I'm working a lot. Uh, I would say, looking at your question, there was a question that was going a bit in this in this sense, and I was thinking a lot of my mental uh, mental training. I would say it's it's pretty much in the garage, like what I'm doing, like opening the motor and splitting it in half and rebuilding the entire thing from scratch. Because this brings me in a in a complete different mode. It it brings me to focus on the on the perfection of of the mechanic and and something that is completely completely different. It's out of me. It's it's out of the trail. It's it's about spending some time very quiet in a clean environment, and you know because when you're doing jobs like that, you want you want you don't want sand or you know dirt to go in there. So everything is like it's kind of um, uh, purgatoire. You know, it's a, it's 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 a way of. Uh, uh, of being um, alone by myself. It sounds like it's a meditation for you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Meditation. It's a it's it's a good 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 way of presenting it. <laughs>
spatial visualization because you need to understand all of the parts, what they're doing, where they go, and why they're they're mounted like that. So you need to see them moving. So, and it sounds also like during that process, you get acquainted with your machine a lot more. You get to know it a lot better. So when yeah, you are out so there on the trail, the you're unity. Confident. You're confident yeah. about, about your machine. A lot, of, a lot of riders don't even accept that someone is, is doing the mechanics on their machine. They, they, they are the only person that can touch it because they don't trust. They don't trust other people to... To make sure all the little details won't be forgotten and it's i'm not that way but most of my mechanic i'm doing it by myself yeah it makes sense because there's an element of control that you want to exert when you are engaged when with such a with such a dynamic activity for sure it makes sense and so have you noticed any correlation between going to event like that and then either having more creativity in your daily business work or having more focus after events like that, or maybe less focus because you're too tired and exhausted. Has there been any effect that carries over? I think I, I, it's super hard to say because I'm living, you know, it's hard to say if I would be different right now if I didn't did the Dacre uh, last weekend. One thing I can say is that it makes me happy. And like you said, if something makes you happy, you need, it needs to keep on going because that's what life is about. You know, it's finding happiness and, and being, being, you know, comfortable and happy and healthy. Yeah, because when we're happy, I, everyone else around us is happy and it transfers. Exactly. And then we work better because when we're happy, we produce better work. I'm pretty sure that I would be much more grayer if I wasn't doing things like that. <laughs> I wouldn't. That be, I, would, I would certainly smile less. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's pretty much the only thing I can I can respond to this uh, this question because it's uh, it's part of my life. It's hard to say. You know, I, I, I shared something on the social networks a couple of months ago. It was a, a meme with a motorcycle uh, uh, little drawing. And it was saying, imagine the world without motorcycle. And then underneath it, it was slap your face and never do that again. <laughs> 100%. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, cannot imagine life without motorcycles. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so true. And that's a great case for longevity and youthfulness and keeping that energy alive. Because you know how they say growing old is mandatory, growing up is optional. Well, this is exactly what keeps you young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like uh, Clint Eastwood is saying, he's, uh, he's staying young because he don't let the old man in. So <laughs> Absolutely. So basically, in life, don't let the old man in. And uh, 94 years old and you'll still produce movies <laughs> yeah so looking back at this event what was the highlight of it of the entire rally i would say uh, the quality of the trails the quality of the challenge that we had last weekend was was just perfect 
you know it was it was beautiful i i i did a lot of trails in my life and these were just like i don't know how he managed to do that but there was so little uh highway liaison this year there was almost none we were like going from trails to trails to trails and little gravel road and little you know uh forest road and then then trails again trails trails and then we went to uh the uh, uh where is the ovr um rally uh area where was the launch time and this area was a lot of single track and the single track were like just amazing some steep climb but doable you know it's it wasn't something that it will kill you but just a good challenge to to pump up the adrenaline and when you get on the top of it you're like i did it all right good keep on going now <laughs> absolutely yeah and so, so with that being said what was the most challenging part hard to say hard to say there was there was a water crossing in the morning that i've been very afraid to sink my bike because i didn't took the the right lane i guess uh, i went i went on the wrong side of the 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 pond or whatever we were crossing because it was dark and i was having only my 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 light beam in front of me and it was very deep so but it wasn't that challenging it just gave me a good fright because the water was pretty level with my air um, air intake uh, filter so just a little bit of more water and my bike would have drunk drink water and would have been a very bad situation but i came out of this fairly easily i mean i don't want to sound i don't want to sound um uh, but every, all, all the challenge were were easily doable uh it was just doing all of them one after the other that was making this difficult. Everything well, probably that, physical challenge was probably the biggest, just getting tired and yes, fatigued. Yes, because you, you get tired and you know, at what point you, you don't have the strength to, uh, to hold up the handlebar properly. So it's, uh, it's quite something. At the end of the day, I, I, uh, I had a problem. I, I've lost, I lost the boat on my motor and I lost oil and, um, I've, uh, I had to, to wait for my support truck to bring me some oil at one point and I filled up. So there's a guy in side by side that passed me and we arrived at one point in the trail and he was stuck in, uh, by a, by a log that was crossing the trail and he was, you know, uh, having trouble to remove that log. So I've, I've stopped there, I passed my bike over it and I've stopped there to help the guy because it was, it was kind of an impossible situation. And he said, you know, my entire day has been this removing logs of the trail because he was the first one in side by side. I was the first one in bike, but he was always the first one to hitting a log in the trail. So he had to always constantly remove trees. So one of the big challenge was to, to 
to go through like those obstacles. There was so many obstacles, you know, this obstacle, I helped him remove it, wasn't an obstacle for me because I could, I could pass over it on my bike. He couldn't be with, with the, the side by side because the, the tree was going in an angle. So I could pass on the lower side, but he couldn't go over it with his side by side. So the biggest challenge was all of those small challenge one after the other. And that's, that's what makes a, a rally a rally. It's like, like a compilation possible. of all the challenges yeah. together. Yeah. And you, you, you need to, to, to take care because on, on the opposite of a track uh, experience, you don't know what's coming. So you, 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 you try to go as fast as you can, but in the meantime, you don't know what's after the, the next curve. And it can be, you know, uh, a wash, uh, a wash out terrain by, by a water flow a couple of days ago. And there's a big ditch now right in the middle of the trail and you arrive there at full speed and, and surprise you. So you need to, to take good care of these things. And I don't know, it's all of these little challenges that accumulates that make this day a big challenge it's it's very hard to say like this section was probably for someone who had to bail out at one point because he couldn't do it he could probably pinpoint or this section it, it was just over the top i couldn't do it so but to me it's like it's the entire thing that that is the highlight and it was a super super nice experience it sounds like the entire thing is the highlight and the entire thing is the challenge all at the same time. Yes, yes, exactly. That's that's something that it's all I feel it when I'm doing it. You know, it's it's like it's fun after fun after fun after fun after fun all day long, you know. When I'm I have I have a gym at home and I'm I'm training and and quite frankly I have some time hard time to to be disciplined uh with with training because i like to move and training it's it's not not much about movement it's station it's stationary and i have a stationary bicycle to 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 pedal a bit at night and what i'm doing is that i'm playing on the on the tv videos point of views of people riding in the desert with motorcycle keeps me like keeps me going on the bicycle it gives me a gives me kind of an interest to go forward you know i'm looking at that and it gives me the um i would say that motivation <laughs> yeah absolutely and so what's the one thing that you would like to improve before your next uh rally or a next event i'm constantly trying to improve my physical uh capacity my my um endurance uh like this weekend i'm going to uh enduro training uh in Tuvalu where I'm going to work like a very hard tight section, rough terrain, things like that. And in order to, to develop my arms, mostly I would say my arms are probably my weakest point in all of this, uh, because they're, they're pumping. And at one point I don't have any strength in my, in my arm. So that would be the thing that that i'm working on the most like the string of my hand and the string of my arms 
yeah, it makes sense because physical body is where everything happens. It's it's impossible to perform if your body is not performing. And uh, it, it is so incredibly exciting. And I hope the listeners got this excitement because it is, it's really hard to describe. I, I ride on the street, so I understand bikes and I understand race cars, but this is like a whole another level of fun. And I hope to get on the trails someday. <laughs> Because I don't know what I've been doing, missing all these trails, trails all these years. And so if there was one message uh, that you could impart on people who maybe have been riding, but kind of put it away because life got in the way, or they forgot that their bikes, they're in their garage and they're getting rusted away, or somebody who never even considered trail riding, what would you tell them? Uh, uh, take care, it's a mental disease. <laughs> oh my god it's so true <laughs> an expensive one too so <laughs> it's not for everyone for sure but as as long as you can stand on pegs and and go forward on two wheels you should you should experience trails and you go you go step by step you know you don't go you you don't sign up gold first year and uh, at the daker but you know you 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 experience those trail and at one point a couple of years after you uh you put yourself up to the challenge you know will you will you be able to get to you know bronze at the end of bronze and then you try silver and then you try gold and it's uh it's 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 wonderful place to to test yourself uh, to make a mistake because like I said there's a back backup plan you know there's a sweet team that is coming to help you out if there is anything they even offer a towing uh, service now for for a very cheap price I was super surprised with the price you know to take your bike out of the woods if uh if, if you break down they will go pick up your bike and tow it so it's it's the perfect place to 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 check if you if you can do it or not because if if you fail someone will help you to get back on your feet and go and come back home tonight so it's yeah i completely agree and I also, because as I, as we mentioned, it's a very isolated experience. I think those silver, bronze, gold awards, they don't mean as much as they would be in another area. The whole development happens inside the person. And because Absolutely. there's such a, such a unity of man and the machine and the creativity of constantly moving together with nature, it brings us more in the present moment into that now, which everybody talks about. And out of that comes that, innate happiness and joy that we can carry over into our lives yeah no absolutely it's uh it's something i i think in psychology and um and and uh in, in therapy they will they will make you experiment things and make you um succeed at things to make your brain learn that that is it is capable of doing it event like the daker going in the trails and remote area like that it's a bit it's a bit this kind of approach is is showing to your brain that yes we're living in society we have lte connection all the time but every once in a while you can be very all by yourself and and just make it you <laughs> know it, it will work you know and and 
I don't know. I, I think it it has a purpose in life to uh, to feel like you could you could be uh, sufficient all by yourself. You know. In yeah. those places. That is that is so true. To be in nature and to feel that sufficiency is something quite different. So I, I hope the listeners got a lot out of this conversation because they're just absolute gems as you look at it. And one, once again, shout out to Lee Martin and uh, Rally Connects and also Absolutely. Rally Valley Enduro who were supporting the trails and all the supporting teams and crews that were for that event. Yeah. Without them, nothing would have happened. So great shout yeah. out to them. Rally Connects, uh, Lee Martin, they are organizing another uh, event that is coming up. It's Rock on Rally. Uh, I'll be there with uh, another another bike because it's a different type of trail. It's more single track, more enduro type of trail. Uh, but it's another beautiful event that I did last year. And I recommend to everyone, if, if you have an enduro bike and you want, you want to experience to ride with a group of individuals that are there to have fun and to... to, to to help uh, each other out and to go through a challenge all day long, it's it's the place to be. And uh, Ottawa Valley Rally, it's uh, it's another one that uh, I promised myself to be uh, this fall at the uh, the color uh, the color uh, rally. Yeah, absolutely. If you got a bike or if you can get access to a bike, go get it, go try exactly. it out. It's so much fun. So thank you so much for watching, for listening to, to this podcast and best of luck. Be, we have a little bit of summer left. Let's, let's, let's enjoy it to its fullest and we'll see you on the trails.